I'm Russ Kickle, and most of you who know me know that I have a strong disdain, and disdain is probably the wrong choice of words, right? Loathing is probably a better choice of words, at times for the Neptune Apex. And on this episode of American Reef, that's what we're going to talk about. So you may be asking yourself, Russ, okay, why such the harsh feelings? Right? And it really comes down to kind of, we'll call it two general reasons. Number one, I've had the Neptune Apex since, you know, basically early 2011. So I have it and I understand it. And from there, it's kind of like the devil I know, so to speak. Number two, I do technology for my day job. So I feel real comfortable using technology and understanding its limitations. And so, for me, it's one of those things where, um, you know, the Neptune Apex kind of falls into a category of technology or computer. And it's not this love-hate thing. And to me, you know, the promise of what technology can do for you is kind of the draw, right? And so, man, when it works fine, you know, you just love it. But the problem is, is it doesn't work fine. And we've always been burned by it, right? Meaning that if you've got a computer or an internet connection or whatever, it seems like when you need it the most, that's when it fails, right? And that's one of the reasons why I've always said, do not, whatever you do, right, use any of the technology, the Neptune Apex or any of them, right, on life support systems in your reef tanks. Um, unless you've got backup plans, right? And again, for a new hobbyist especially, because you tend to rely on the technology, and when, as soon as you rely onto it, right, that's when it's gonna fail. And, and again, in my case, I'll have a story that kind of breaks that down to a little more kind of details for you. But to me, those are the main reasons why I just, uh, again, I'm not a fan of using technology in our reef systems for life support systems. Um, and, you know, with that being said, I, I, you know, I single out Neptune Apex, but we have got Reef Keeper as well out there. I just chose Neptune Apex because, again, to me, it was the better of the two monitor slash controllers that are out there. I mean, you have so many modules out there, so you can test, you know, salinity, pH, you can control lighting, I mean, uh, pumps, you name it, right? Uh, basically, the Neptune Apex is kind of the big boy in town. And, and as such, that's why I have it, right? Uh, but the Reef Keeper will basically give you the, you know, the same kind of issues that you will have because, again, it is technology, right? And so, for me, that's... That's part of the reason why you know the, the emotion is so high because for me normally what happens and you know the story I'm about to get to is one that somewhere that frustration kind of lies in and you know and it's funny because you look at it and you say with the technology um, again it's not when will it fail it's it, it, excuse me let me step back it's not will it fail it's when will it fail and 
again, with, with this technology, it's no different. And so it's a question of when you're using the technology on the reef tank, reef tank excuse me, what are you willing to lose, right? Are you willing to lose corals, fish, maybe the whole tank, for example, or maybe just the time that it's going to take you to figure out why this technology failed and for you to fix it? Right? And when you look at it with technology, and then the apex is no different, there's this kind of a loop that really is frustrating that you can't get out of a lot of times that, again, you don't want your life support systems to be on there. And that's the support loop, meaning no matter what you do, right, if you have an issue and you call support, the very first thing they do is they say, hey, are you on the latest, greatest version of the firmware or software or whatever that is? And so maybe you are, maybe you aren't. But what you do is when you download that firmware, the reason why they're telling you to download is because there were errors already that they're trying to fix. And they're hoping that basically that software update fixes that error. But what they don't tell you is you've introduced new bugs along the way, right? And so you upgrade the firmware, you solve one problem, and it's like a balloon that you push down the air and it comes up on the other side. Well, you just moved uh, an air somewhere else and you just don't know it yet. And it will, you know, it will show itself whether when, you know, new features are added or something, but it will definitely show itself, right? And so when you talk about adding technology to the reef tank, you got to ask yourself, what are you willing to lose, right? And if it's just a little bit of time and you're okay with it, then that's fine. You know, go with whatever you want to do. Um, but to me, that's why I say for the new hobbyist, don't do it, right? Now, in my particular example, what we're going to do is we're going to go over this leak detection system. So, you know, again, if you step back, you look at some of the videos that I've previously released, I've got some medical situations which will basically leave me away from that tank for a week to two weeks. And as such, I'm trying to automate as much as possible, but realizing that, you know what, technology will fail, so I need a tank sitter in the process. Um, and to me, though, again, leak detection is not life support, but that's just, again, the promise of wonder, right? Um, and so as we go into basically taking the and adding the module, you know, let's talk a little bit about kind of the installation first because I was very pleased and I'm still very pleased with how the Neptune Apex kind of works in that area. So what am I installing the leak detection system onto? Um, you know, first of all, as far as the, the Neptune Apex that I've got, I've got the Apex, the Energy Bar 8, um, the display module, and probably virtually every other module that exists, meaning I don't care if it's ORP, salinity, uh, pH to kind of, um, you know, the uh, controlling the Tunzies, for example, or controlling the, uh, the AI lighting uh, or the, uh, the feeders, for example. I mean, I've, I've basically got every module possible because I like to test and experiment. Um, so again, I make the mistakes and, and you don't have to, right? Um, but that being said, this was uh, another one of those modules. And let me step back by saying 
Normally, if it's life support systems, I don't have that, meaning I don't put my, my main pump on the, on the Neptune Apex. Um, and I experimented a little bit with lighting, and I'll kind of go into a different story there, but long story made short, I kind of took that off. Um, um, so that's my base system, right? And for the installation, you know, one of the things that they have done extremely well is it's truly kind of a plug and play technology, meaning that with the module, you have the module and then you have basically the sensors itself, which are sold separately, right? Well, you take the module and basically you plug it into the Aquabus, which looks like a USB kind of connection, but again, they've, they've made it whatever kind of proprietary technology that they have there. So to basically be a plug and play kind of thing where when you plug that module in, it automatically picked it up from the Apex controller and it was super smooth right um, when you plug in the switches the sensors whatever you want to call them it's the exact same thing right super smooth you plug them in there and from there it worked really um, I guess flawlessly you know at least initially as far as setup goes um, once you actually have that setup, then the idea is for me, what I wanted to do for leak detection is basically um, set a local alarm if something bad happens. And then from there, I also wanted to send an email out, right? And, um, you know, speaking of email, let's kind of step back a little bit. I have a normal process that I go through uh, to make sure every day, for example, that that Neptune Apex is online, meaning in my uh, email procedures, basically I have it send me an email daily, once in the morning, once at night, um, or actually no, it's in the morning, to make sure that the, the network connectivity is there, that things are working, right? So I have that in place, and so that way I'm looking for an email uh, every morning, hey, did it come across? And not only do that do I do that, but then I have the app on my iPhone that I will open up and make sure that I have connectivity to. And then again, what I'll do is I'll test that email by shutting it from auto to on. Um, and, and again, that's one of those procedures that I always do just because I want to make sure that we don't get burned by, you know, again, the, the promise of technology. Because there are many hobbyists out there that, uh, you know, maybe the controller worked, but that communications didn't work. And, you know, again, they made mistakes, they got burned, and, I, you know, I learned from them, and, you know, again, that's why I'm passing it along. But so that's the, the process that I go through. And then as it relates to, again, the leak detection, what you do is basically you take and add the command to your, again, to your alarm as well as to your email section that says, hey, when it senses water, right, then set the alarm to on and it'll send you an email. And it'll set you basically, uh, you can set the alarm locally to play whatever music you like. And um, so for me, when I put that in there, that actually worked really good. And right out of the gate, um, you know, I tested by just taking the module itself and I just, you know, uh, basically dropped some water on it and it set it off. And I was like, yes, right? Um, and, and this goes back to the promise of technology, right? No frustrations. I was happy as possibly could be, right? Well, the next day comes by and that email that I talked about that I sent, it didn't come out. So for whatever reason, you know, by basically take and, you know, adding that command in there, um, basically I screwed up that communications. I thought maybe I fat fingered something, so I looked at it and everything looked good and like with all technology, if it doesn't work, what do you do? You restart it. So I restarted it and tested it out and it all kind of worked good there. Um, so from that perspective, it was relatively painless to kind of install it. Right? Um, well, Again, this is kind of the rub, meaning the next step, you set it and you forget it, and you kind of go through your routines. 
Well, in my particular case, again, remember with the whole medical emergencies where I've got to be away from the tank, I had one of those situations occur. Right? And with that particular situation, um, one, I knew I had to leave the tank, leave the house for a, a week or two. I looked at the bottom, made sure it was okay. I called the tank sitter up, let her know what was going on. And then from there, boom, I go, right? And I go uh, knowing that, for example, that I've got this kind of automatic monitoring um, you know, in the background. So if there's something bad, I should know about it. And a worst case scenario, basically I've got somebody looking after the tank so they should be able to tell me you know um, if something's wrong even though they're not overly intelligent uh, as it relates to reef keeping uh, husbandry and, and that sort of stuff right not to say that they're not overly intelligent they're super smart it's just they're not into reef keeping um, so anyway 24 hours after that emergency hits you know you're in the middle of whatever kind of medical uh, crises there are I get this call saying hey there's this music coming from the side of your uh, your fish tank I'm like, you know, what's that about, right? So the, you know, after I kind of put the situation aside, so to speak, that I was dealing with, I go back in and I log in, and I'm looking for my emails for the early notifications that you know I should get. Well, should is the key word. That didn't happen. So I looked, opened up the app, and said, hey, you know, again, do I still have connectivity? Maybe it's just a uh, network kind of connection or something funny that way. I still had connectivity, and I still had basically all my parameters were in line. So to me, like through that deduction kind of thing, I looked at it and said, well, the alarm light is green here. That means it's going off. It means something in here must be causing it to kick. And what I asked her to do was actually take and check, um, you know, and I showed her or explained, I should say, where the leak detectors were. And I asked her to kind of look and see if there was any water, you know, down there. And again, first time, no water. And uh, basically I asked her to check again, only this time, get on your knees, lift the pad up. And what do you know, right? When she picked that up, that pad up, um, again, there was water under there. And then that was that, you know, where I have the, uh, the loathing, for example, for the Apex, for it not sending me the email. Well, that's when it goes to joy because actually it worked, right? Meaning that one half that worked was it sent a physical alarm. So basically that tank setter could uh, take and uh, remedy the situation or at least let me know that there was a situation, then we could remedy it. Um, and so with that being said, again, that's why I am stressing and emphasizing here, technology will fail. In this particular case, I do not know why um, that notification email was sent uh, basically after, or excuse me, was not sent. After rebooting it, it kind of solved the problem. And again, I, I'm not sure exactly what those detail are, details are that caused that, but it just is what it is. So you have this love-hate, right? In, in one end, you know, spending 100 or 150 bucks on a leak detection system like that just saved me thousands of dollars because, you know, I've got hardwood floors near that tank. And, you know, weeks later, if, um, if I would have came back to see that, you know, again, that would have been, it wouldn't have been a very happy situation, right? And so, you know, the fact that at least half of it worked was a good thing. But coupled with the fact that what I did is part of my process was to make sure that there was somebody physically around to kind of check these things, that's really, you know, the, the tag team that kind of worked there. And so, you know, part of the lessons in here, right, and, and with this conversation is again, so you learn and understand and you don't make the same kind of mistakes.
let's talk about what led to actually that leak being there. So remember I had said I kind of pulled the, uh, the little skirt back to check and make sure everything was okay. Well, when I did that, the reason, one of the reasons why I did that is because that old adage of, you know, kind of don't put off, um, you know, tomorrow what you can do today. Well, I have a media reactor down there and I'm testing it out. It's actually the Vertex media reactor and I'm actually doing two or three things that we'll kind of talk about a little bit later. Um, but the idea was I was testing it out and, you know, I'm going to get on my soapbox a little bit, right? Meaning that you've got this beautiful reactor, solid built, but you know, they never give you actual the, the hoses, right? Or the clamps to connect this thing. And then when you go to Lowe's or Home Depot or Ace Hardware or wherever you go to kind of get the hoses, you try to fit this barbed kind of fitting into it and you can't find the right hose, right? And, and it's like, you know, to me, that's one of the reasons why I love bulk reef supply, right? Because, you know, you get their little media reaction. Maybe it's not as big as some of these other ones, but you know what? They give you all the hoses, the lock fittings, etc. And in general, it is a complete package that works good. Right, and, and in this particular situation, this particular situation with the with the Vertex uh, GFO kind of reactor that I have, you know, again, granted, it was my fault for basically not take and getting the right hose with the right clamp. So there was a leak that started when I kind of shifted it around. Right, and again, it's one of those things. Ultimately, it's my my issue, but you know, I'm going to solve that in the future by, by not buying a product that basically doesn't have hoses and clamps and it's a complete package, right? Because, I mean, it's hundreds of dollars for this equipment. Why do you not offer a 5 to $10 hose package for it, right? It's just ludicrous to me, right? And I'll get off my soapbox, but either way, it was my, um, you know, not installing it correctly, which caused that leak to take place, right? So the next lesson here says, again, yeah, don't put off tomorrow what you should do today. Well, that's another one, right? Meaning that on that media reactor, I was always kind of like, you know what? At the end of the day, it's a small drip, you know, uh, that would occur anyway. So, I'll, you know, I'll get those hose clamps eventually and put it on there, right? Um, or, you know, I made up excuses after excuses. But at the end of the day, for me, you know, again, I didn't do what I needed to do and it caused it to, again, drip more, drip out of the sump area and that's what caused it. So in the future, again, just install it right the first time, right? And we've heard this before from, you know, many of the hobbyists that are out there, they get burned by it. And obviously I'm no different, but I'm just kind of reiterating so that hopefully you don't make the same mistakes as we do here. So as it relates to the issue, that was the issue, right? And um, again, the, the leak detection, what a, what a great option for basically saving that hardwood floor. The problem was is it wasn't reliable. So again, what you need to do is if you're relying on this technology in your tank, make sure you have some kind of backup in place for when it fails. Because again, we said we know it will fail. Uh, it's not if, it's when, right? Um, and so with that being said, again, that's kind of really the theme here that I just wanted to talk about a little bit as far as the technology and again, some of the lessons that I've learned. You've heard me say many times, right, give our sponsors a chance to earn your business, right? And though, you know, uh, again, the Neptune Apex guys are not sponsors, right? Uh, again, I still like the idea that you can use, you know, their equipment to monitor that tank. And uh, as such, if you want to get any of the Neptune Apex kind of stuff, right, um, you can get a bulk reef supply and premium aquatics. 
You've heard me say it many, many times. They are great guys, honest guys that deserve a chance to earn your business. And again, they're there to help you support and to make sure that you know these kind of issues that you do get from the technology are, are really minimized, right? As well, again, we've got Tunzi, again, great, awesome products there, as well as, again, the ecosystem and the Miracle Mods, right? Where, again, we can kind of see how with a system like mine, I'm able to kind of use their filtration methods, uh, you know, very successfully to help grow coral without kind of investing in huge, high-end, premium kind of, uh, we'll call it skimming products, for example, though they do have them if you need them from Tunzi's perspective, um, and, you know, chemicals and all that other kind of stuff, right? Because the Miracle Mud uh, basically uh, avoids the need to kind of using that. And again, give them a chance to earn that business because I, I believe them to be uh, worthy of it. Again, if you have any questions, feel free to email me at AmericanReef at me.com.